guys. Welcome back to Doula Unfiltered. I'm Kellen. And I'm Ava. We are so excited for this episode today. We are going to talk about marketing today. Um, Websites, social media, business cards, all that jazz. What it looks like, um, what you need versus what is like good to have. Mm -hmm. um, And how you can use that to leverage um, in your community and get new clients. Which is always the goal, so... It's always the goal. Um, yeah, and obviously there's like a huge, there's a huge range. When we talk about these things, it'll depend a lot on your personality. If you're not someone who likes to be all over social media or likes to keep up with things like that, then that's probably not the way you should go. Even if one of us thinks that's the best way to get yourself out there. Yes. It's not going to work if it's not right for you. So... Yeah, you should never be, like, forcing yourself to do something if it doesn't feel authentic. Right. Yeah. So, first we're going to talk about websites. Do you need a website? Where do you go to make a website? What should be on your website? How much do they cost? Things like that. So, I have a website, and I love my website. I've had a website for, not since the beginning, but for a good two years, I think. Yeah, I've had my website at least for two years. And, and to me, it's just a, a place to kind of sell myself. Like pictures of, there's pictures of me. There's obviously stuff about my doula work, but also it's like a little snapshot of what you'll be getting if you were to hire me. Because a, really a lot of doula work is just clicking with your clients. Um, obviously having skills and experience, those things are huge. Um, intuition is the biggest, but also... There's a lot of people that have the same education and have the same experience and have the same training. So what sets sets you apart? apart? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like my website is a place that I can sort of set myself apart. So I used Squarespace. And the reason I chose Squarespace, it is a little bit more expensive than some other website builders on the market, some hosts on the market, but I really liked the templates that you got with Squarespace. The customer support with Squarespace is amazing. And you have a lot of freedom when it comes to, like you can do as much or as little of your own custom design as you want. I am not, I am not a website designer, but I, Squarespace kind of made it easy to figure out how to do exactly what I wanted to do on my website. However, you don't have to go that route. Uh, hosts like Wix. Wix is, I mean, I worked a lot within Wix for yeah. other things. And Wix is awesome. Um, it does offer you more template options. And it offers you a little bit more flexibility um, in kind of customizing things. But the downside, again, with Wix is that it's not as user-friendly as something like Squarespace. Mm-hmm. And so if you do feel strongly about certain elements and you want to customize them, it may be a little more challenging to do that, which you can do that. It's just a little harder. Right. So Wix might be a good option if you are like, okay, I don't really care what, not that you don't care what your website looks like, but you don't have like a specific vision for your website. You just need a template. You need to put your information in there and you need to get it out there. Wix might be a good place to start. All that to say. Yes. Websites are great. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily need to have one. You don't necessarily need it. On that note, um, Kellen has an amazing website. It actually was kind of how we became friends. I reached out to her when I saw her website. <laughs> yes, having a website is great. You don't necessarily need one, though. Um, I don't currently have a website. 
we were just talking about this because I am about to start building a new website for myself because I'm at the point where I really need to to keep all my ducks in a row. Um, but I've worked for almost two years now without a website. Um, and I had one for a little bit before that. And I got a couple inquiries, but it was not an overwhelming amount. And that was when I was, you know, a baby doula and didn't really know a ton of people, wasn't getting a ton of traction on that website because not a lot of people were searching to find me. So, and all that to say, you don't necessarily need a website to be successful. Um, I have my email and my phone number on my Facebook and my Instagram. And that is the primary way that people reach out to me. Uh, it's actually my favorite way when people give me a call because it makes it a lot more personal. And I really don't mind that. I don't get bothered by people calling me to ask questions or anything like that. So for me, that's not a big deal. I'm comfortable sharing that information. One note on that, yeah. if you don't mind. Yeah. So I do that as well. I have my, on my Google business page or whatever, um, I have my email and my personal cell phone number. And what I did when I put my personal cell phone number out into the world for clients to contact me on is I changed my outgoing voicemail. Oh, yeah. So that it's like, this is Kellen Williams, owner of Nest and Nourish Birth Services. If you're a current client, blah, 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 blah. Yes. So that if somebody contacts you out of the blue, a stranger contacts you, they know for sure they're calling the right person and they'll yes. leave a message. Yes. Because I... sometimes you can't answer every call. Or if you're like me, you don't answer calls that yeah. are strange numbers. <laughs> yes. Well, I did. So I did that. That was one of the first things I did when I became a doula. Um, and my thing is like, hi, you've reached Ava. Um, if you're a current doula client and you think that you're in labor, please hang up and call me back. Um, and if you also please text me, uh, and all of that info, but it also says, you know, like if you're a prospective client or you have questions, feel free to leave me a message and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Um, and it's just a little message like that, but it's great because I'm, like Helen was saying, people know for sure that they're talking to the right person, they have who they want, um, and then they're just more willing to actually leave a message. Right. And even if you don't want to make your voicemail all about your business, just having something that says your name so that, again, someone knows that if they're trying to contact you, it is you, so they're more likely to either text your number or leave, you, leave a voicemail so you can yep. get back to them. Maybe they'll be like my family, where now when they leave me voicemails, they say, Ava! I'm in labor. Oh, my God. And then they tell me what they actually need. So, um, where are we going with that? Oh, yeah, you don't actually need a website. There are plenty of doulas that only function through Facebook, and obviously it's free to create a business Facebook, and you can put the same information that you would put on a website on a Facebook. It just depends on how active you are. You know, I know a lot of people the way that they sort of go about getting business is they will join a bunch of parenting groups, mother groups, breastfeeding groups, uh, home birth group, whatever on Facebook and answer questions or whatever. Like you can't, there's rules to those groups. So you can't just promote your business the whole time. But if you were to answer a question for someone and then they click on your page and they see that you're a doula, you might get business that way. Yeah. Um, And people tag, I get tagged in a lot yeah of groups I'm also I'm in a lot of the mom groups or like holistic parents and all of that Mm -hmm. um I'm not a parent um but they still let me be in those groups and I get tagged a lot and sometimes sometimes even people will tag you just to ask a question or be like oh hey I think Ava is a doula she might know something about this Mm -hmm. 
Um, and again, that's just a great way to get your name out there and that may not directly get you a client, right? but down the road, you know, next time somebody's like, oh, hey, somebody was asking about doulas or where I can find one, your name might be one that pops into their head. Exactly. Okay. So moving on, that kind of leads into social media because social media is obviously a really huge part of marketing yourself these days. You've got like two options more than two, but obviously the main two are Facebook and Instagram. Once again, you don't have to have either of those to be a successful doula. However, the more points of contact someone can find you at, the higher likelihood that they'll actually reach out to you and they'll trust you and they'll want a consultation with you. Um, If it's strictly word of mouth, all they have is your phone number, it's less likely that a stranger, unless it is from a person, what is that called? Through the grapevine. Unless it's a word of mouth recommendation, you're not going to have that high of a chance that they're actually going to reach out to you and or hire you. Yeah. And actually, um, speaking of that, like, yes, building that brand authority is so important. Um, but another thing I actually got feedback on it recently, um, what at a consult, was they were like, oh, yeah, I love your Instagram. I just wish you posted more photos of yourself mm-hmm. because then I would know what you looked like mm-hmm. going into that consult. And I was like, I never would have thought mm-hmm. that, you know, to do that because um, I felt super vain doing that whenever I post photos. But hearing that feedback from a potential client being like, hey, I wish I could see your face more. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Because once again, someone can Google what does a doula do? Someone can Google how a doula supports you, you know, like what the history of doulas are but they want to know you they want to know you because they're hiring you to support their family when I was I guess it was two I guess it would have been two years ago um right before I like redid my website and whatever got really serious about actually getting clients that weren't just word of mouth or whatever um I actually met with a woman who does small business consultations and she walked me through like business planning, brand planning, all of that stuff. And that is something that she said that really stuck with me is like, she's like, you can, someone can get your service anywhere, but they cannot get you anywhere. Yeah. So why are they going to hire you over someone with the same experience? Yeah. And that was something we didn't really touch on as much with websites, but you Mm -hmm. know, talking about what belongs on your website. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Put a little blurb about like, I'm, you know, I, I feel like everybody has an FAQ section. Mm -hmm. It's like, what does a doula do? Or like, how much do you cost? And all of that. Yeah. Answer those questions, but just do it briefly. Um, you can even put links to other websites because if they've already found you, chances are they at least have an idea of what a doula is, mm-hmm. even if they don't understand your full scope. Right. Um, but it's just a really easy way to be, you know, kind of weed out people, but also be like, hey, here, do your own research, and then come back and let's figure out if we're a good match. Right. Versus just feeling like with every potential client, you have to explain yourself over and over again. Yeah, exactly. So do you feel like that covers social media? Um... Or did we not talk much about social media? <laughs> I feel like we, really we talked a lot right there. But. Yeah. Well, I think, um, so you have a really strong Instagram. Mm-hmm. I I apparently just need to work on my marketing in general, the more we talk about it. <laughs> um, but Kellen has an amazing Instagram. If you don't follow her at Nest and Nourish Doula, you should. Um, Shout out. Yes. She makes these amazing graphics. Apparently, I'm just your hype woman this morning. Yeah, what's up? Um, but, yeah, and she posts really cool photos. But it's great. Um, if you have 
clients that are comfortable with you sharing photos of their birth, mm-hmm. um, do that. Take full advantage of that. Um, I sometimes, I had a birth recently that I photographed and it was beautiful. And I was like, I want to use these photos on my social media so much. Um, but I knew the mom and I kind of knew her stance mm-hmm. on it. And I was like, I don't think she's really comfortable with that. But what I ended up doing was grabbing, like, three of my favorite photos and that didn't show her face or baby's face or anything. Um, And I asked her, I was like, hey, I really love these photos and I would love to use them on my website or my social media. I know that may not be super comfortable for you, so if not, that's totally fine. But I thought it was at least worth an ask. And she was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, for those reasons right there, like, you can't really see my face. Um baby's not shown and you know Mm -hmm. it's just a couple it's not like you're sharing my birth story online right um yes but with that too i can i feel like what kellen's about to say is get a waiver yep sign waivers um you it's usually not a big deal um but just to have a backup and make sure that if you are sharing a photos of people of your clients and that you for sure have their permission. Yes, absolutely. Um, Share with permission. So written consent. <laughs> she's right. So I have a social media release that is with my contract. When someone decides to hire me, they I keep a social media release on file for every single client. And it's your general thing that you, you know, your parent, you got sent home in grade school for your parents to say yes or no to if your picture could be on the website or the school Facebook or whatever. Basically, it's like, Uh, I do give you permission or I don't give you permission. And there's a few other little things in there that are like, I give you permission to say, you know, to tell part of my birth story, to say my baby's name, to say my name, to tag me. And then there's, so there's everything from, I give you permission to share with no information or like share censored photos with no information all the way to you can share literally whatever information you want or I don't want anything shared. So I have that on file for every single client. And then I always get a second point of permission before I post a photo of a client. Um, So after the birth, I will send them a text or ask in person or call them. Before I post anything about their birth, I will make sure to get another point of permission where it's like, hey, I, I already have this on file for you. I just want to make sure, you know, now that it's all said and done. And, um, I don't have any explicit photos. And if every once in a while, you'll get a client who literally doesn't care what you post. But even if it, even if they say they don't care, obviously it's important to get permission if it's a compromising photo of their body or censor it in a way that you can't see parts of their body that they don't want out in the world. That's a, that's a great thing to add to your social media. Um, there's a ton of resources, whether you're making them yourself or, you are getting them from other Instagram accounts. Obviously, always give credit wherever you get your content. Yeah. Uh, if you're not making it yourself, and then photos of your of yourself and of your life, of your kids, of your if you're comfortable doing that, because like Ava said, you know, like her client said, um, all of that is really fun to know. It's kind of fun to to know who your doula is outside of birth. Work. Um, yeah, yeah, and I know we're not really gonna dive super deep on like. SEO or hashtags oh and like all that boring stuff. Yeah. Um, but 
there's plenty of resources out there um, just in the marketing world Mm -hmm. that are really effective. Um, I know I've gotten a lot of followers and a lot of interaction just from using the right hashtags on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, So connect with your community that way. Find other podcasts if you need recommendations, DM us. But yeah, Um, there's all sorts of resources out there for getting in the nitty gritty of what you need to actually market yourself on social media. The last couple things we're going to talk about is actual like physical marketing business cards flyers where to put those um networking all of that i'm a business card gal i like business cards and they're really not that expensive to have made yeah um, just spend the ten dollars and spend get the ten dollars i get 250 yeah you know like, and you're probably gonna go through like you probably won't go through those in even a year right right I I have so many left over, but I have them. So if someone asks for a business card or if I'm at a chiropractor or if I'm at a natural food store or if I'm at a gym or something, a place that pregnant people might be, I will ask if they have a place to leave business cards. If I notice that there's just obviously a community out, you know, a community place that you can leave your small business information, I'll leave it there. But I keep a stack of business business cards in my car. At all times, just yeah. just to um, just to have. Well, because if you're out and about too, that's probably the most common place mm-hmm. that you would you know be is like somewhere out with your car mm-hmm. um, that you would need those, mm-hmm. and then you just have them on hand. Um, I know I keep some in my car too. Mm-hmm. Um, we both have business cards at one of our local nurse midwives mm-hmm. hands out to her patients, uh, chiropractor. Uh, here locally um, that I actually refer out to. I think she's awesome. And then she keeps my business cards on hand, and that's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as, like Kellen was saying, local like coffee shops that have those push pin boards. Add some business cards there. Yeah, just take uh, advantage of that. Um, I feel like flyers, it's like, meh. Yeah, you can do... Mm-hmm. I think Kellen and I both have some like postcard-sized things. Mm-hmm. Mine says, like, on one half, like, what's a doula and what do you do? And, like, a little bio about me. And the other half is my contact info and, like, a photo. Mm-hmm. Um, which are great. Those are really easy to hand out. A little bit more than a business card, um, but not, like, a full-on, here's a one-pager about everything you need to know. Yeah, a packet. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you do a welcome packet, which mm-hmm. we kind of talked about in our episode about consults, consults. add all the those pieces in there. Because, um, I mean, honestly, as doulas, I think the most frequent like recommendations that you get actually come from past clients that you know like if they're having kids chances are their friends are having kids they're going to talk about it like what did you do with your birth oh I had this doula let me give you her number um and it happens all the time um so yeah just making sure that those resources are readily available um if you need them but it's also again not a make or break thing if you do a great job on your social media I know people who will get, like, those square business cards mm-hmm. um, and put a QR code on one side that has links to, like, their link tree, so their Facebook, their Instagram, their website, whatever, and then just has, like, their name and phone number on the back. Yeah. Um, stuff like that is great. Just find what works for you. Keep it simple, if nothing else. Um, you don't need to get fancy. Those are just some ideas, some things I've seen, things I've tried. Love it. Yeah. Um, and then lastly networking um your network is so important i've had a handful of clients come from recommendations from midwives that i've worked with chiropractors birth photographers make friends with birth photographers um if you're a doula 
for many reasons. Yeah. Um, one, because they give out referrals all the time. Um, but they also are great about taking photos of you if they're at a birth with you, um, for the most part. And then I've had birth photographers send me those photos, which is so kind because they didn't need to go out of their way to, like, take those pictures and edit them and send them to you. But the fact that they did is just so nice. Mm -hmm. Um, So befriend some birth photographers. You never know when you're going to get some cross-referrals there. Massage therapists. Oh, yes. Like you said, chiropractors, childbirth educators. Support groups. Support groups. Um, Yeah, like La Leche League. Connect with them if there's a little Leche League chapter in your area. Um, baby wearing group. I yeah, know baby wearing. What I was saying. Yeah, uh, that's a great niche kind of group mm-hmm. to get in with. Love it. I think that covers it. Yeah, if you guys have other questions on that, let us know. We can always go more in depth on certain things. But yeah, if you're looking for a place to start um, with your marketing, networking, I think, is your biggest. And then maybe jump in with social media and just kind of take it from there. That's all we have for today. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye.